we moved to Panama in 1970. Upon arriving that night, I'll never forget it, uh, we arrived at Howard Air Force Base. And that's where Dad was going to be stationed, as a matter of fact. But that first few days, our housing wasn't ready. As a matter of fact, our housing was going to be in, in Panama and not in U.S. territory, uh, which was not uncommon. Uh, you know, base housing was kind of first come, first serve, and there just wasn't nothing available at the time. Anyway, uh, that first night or two or so, we stayed in the Hotel Tivoli. Now, you know, this was a beautiful hotel. It was, it was a big wooden structure and, you know, built back uh, in the day that, that the canal was being built. And... Uh, just really beautiful, you know. Even as a, even as a kid, I, I I often thought, you know, well, if these walls could talk, the stories they could tell of, you know, presidents, uh, dignitaries, and just, you know, a long list of who's who, uh, you know, had visited and stayed there. Uh, especially when they were building the canal and showing it off, you know, everybody wanted to see it. it was such a, a, a big deal. Anyway. That was kind of a highlight for me that, you know, just originally, uh, initially, I guess I could say. Uh, you know, we weren't there very long, and they tore that they tore that big hotel down. I guess it just finally, you know, hit the end of its life, I suppose. But uh, anyway, Canal Zone, you know, by and large, uh, for the most part anyway, now you got to remember... Most all the buildings there uh, in the U- in the U.S. territory and on the military bases were uh, like tropical uh, buildings, and uh, you know some were air conditioned. A lot of them weren't, but but they were made to where you know you stayed rather cool inside of them. <laughs> but anyway, it, it was very maintained, uh, just like a military base was, and uh, so you know in the canal zone was about as close as you were going to get to being back home and of course back home was always uh, the United States and uh, but anyway they you know they here you know you I guess I'm trying to say you've got a whole bunch of Americans over there that you know are really just misplaced I mean we're just uh, we're not in our element we're in a foreign country even though we're on American territory so it seems like they tried to overcompensate, you know, the U.S. government did, overcompensate to make uh, the Americans there try to feel at, at, at as home as they could. And that's kind of what the canal zone was. If I'm not mistaken, I, you know, I, don't, I can't remember a mile or two or three each side of the canal was U.S. territory. You know, it wasn't a great deal, but it, but it ran the whole length of uh, the canal, which I think was about 50 miles, give or take a little bit. Now, we lived on the Pacific side, and the main uh, U.S. territory city in the canal zone was Balboa, named after, you know, the uh, explorer (laughs) centuries before. But, uh, you know, they had a big commissary there and a a theater. Like I said, they tried to overcompensate. Now, uh, you know, I didn't find out until recently, but this theater was a big grand theater and like I said recently I just found out that it was made in uh, or built rather in the the mid 40s and this was old school theater it was just beautiful in there big old giant screen 
the bottom floor was huge. Had a uh, a balcony that was probably oh, it was a good solid uh, a fourth of the size, uh, you know, length as the floor was. We watched a lot of good movies in there, and, and me and my dad, we, uh, you know, we, uh, back then we were getting. I don't know if they were coming out then or not, but a lot of the spaghetti westerns with Clint Eastwood and. One thing or another, and of course, we always watched those and just had a good old time uh, with that as well. Only two seasons in Panama a rainy season and a dry season. And I mean, in the rainy season, it rains like nobody's business. We got there, I'm sure it was in the rainy season because it just was, seemed to be raining all the time. And in the dry season, you, you know, there's not, mu- not much rain anyway. But anyway, speaking of this theater, the first movie we watched there, and you know, I think you're, uh, you know, you're kind of your initial impression of things and being new, and you know, just a, a lot of your surroundings kind of, I don't know, determine how you perceive things, how you remember things. And uh, the first movie we watched in this theater, I was telling you about, was Airport, 1970s when this was. And uh, outside the theater, you know, it had the the marquee and just a lot of the the the, the lights that chased each other, you know, kind of like you'd see in Las Vegas or something. Nothing that extravagant, mind you, but uh, on an abbreviated scale. But but nonetheless, it was it was kind of rain. It wasn't raining, but it was the streets were wet and it had kind of cooled off a little bit because of that and. We had uh, went and watched that movie, which in its own right is a good movie. But coming out and and being in, uh, you know, the wet streets and the, those those marquee lights and uh, you know just a, a, a lot of people there, uh, you, you know, uh, hearing everybody talk and just uh, you know being around everybody, really left an impression on me. And I think all those things combined to this day. Uh, that movie Airport is is uh, uh, most certainly in the in the top five of my favorite movies, and I think a lot of it had to do with that particular night, just all the environment, all the things that were going around that night. Now, let's talk. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, over there uh, on the military bases, and especially in Balboa, in, in, in the Canal Zone. There was no shortage of places to eat. Now, now I'm not talking then anyway. I'm not talking about McDonald's or uh, uh, any of that stuff. And, and I, I, I'm sure that they have all that over there now. But back then, they didn't. Right next to that theater, in fact, the whole building's, uh, building was just connected. Uh, it was some. I, I just always referred or heard it referred to as the clubhouse. I don't know what kind of club it was, but anyway. We would go in there and eat. You know, it's kind of like most working folks. You know, you, you always go out and eat a time or two on payday, you know, uh, around payday. And uh, we would go in there and I guess being on the ocean like that, shrimp was in abundance. So uh, I've always, even to this day, been a big sh- uh, fan of shrimp. And the food was just great. Uh, it, it, you know, it was all, like I said, it was just uh, the, the government had it all. I mean, this was not... Uh, I don't believe anyway private businesses by no stretch of the imagination and but anyway you could even go into uh, on the military bases the chow halls and eat and 
Now, you know, you you hear the word chow hall, and, and most any other time you think, oh, just a bunch of troops or a bunch of airmen or sailors in there eating, and, and typically that's the case. But now over there, remember, they tried to overcompensate for everything because, you know, we were all out of place. We were just displaced over there. And uh, going to the chow hall was was very nice. It was it was uh, you could get what you wanted, uh, but it was cafeteria style. You just walk down, you know, uh, pick your pie out or your Jello or you know, they, it, you know it always looked better than it tasted. You know those desserts, but nonetheless, self serve pop, uh, soft drinks and stuff. You know, and that was back then. That was kind of before. Uh, you know, free refills and self-serve drinks. You know, that's common nowadays, but 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 back then it wasn't. But there again, there's some of that overcompensating uh, that they did. But just a lot of good times. Uh, they're, they're really, I don't know. I get, there really wasn't necessarily a whole lot to do over there. There's, there's a lot of fun stuff to do. Go fishing, uh, you know, one thing or another, but it's not like you're going to go to Pike's Peak or anything like that because you're just in this little video country. You're on a military base and you can't go very far. So, uh, you know, that's what I mean by there was really not a whole lot to do. Uh, so anyway, we had to kind of be creative uh, with things like that and going out to eat uh, was certainly uh, part of that uh, downtown Panama before we moved on base. Uh, during a summer vacation from school, uh, you know, there was uh, uh, several times I would go to work with Dad. Uh, more uh, of a reason to just, uh, you know, uh, get on base, <laughs> spend the day there, you know, doing things you could do. Because, you know, in uh, downtown Panama, it's not like you, you know, run around like you'd want to, <laughs> I don't think, anyway. But anyway, you know, growing up in the military, and especially in Panama, uh, I got to, uh, an opportunity to get to see uh, many types of aircraft, and and one of them that that uh, really kind of stands out over the years is uh, the U two spy plane. <laughs> you know, uh, growing up and even now, you know, it's oh man, that's top secret. You can't get you know uh, nowhere near those things or nothing. <laughs> hey, here's the deal: right outside Dad's shop, which was just. Uh, uh, in the middle hangar, it was just right there on the edge of the flight line. Uh, you know, there was a space, to, different spaces to park aircraft or whatever. There was a U-2 uh, spy plane that just sat out there, I guess, when it wasn't spying on things. I don't know. But uh, it could just, uh, you know, I mean, golly, it was just, you know, 150 feet right out the front door of his shop and could just walk over there. Nobody cared. Uh, at least not for me to walk over there. Maybe if you had no business there, you know, a grown-up maybe, but it wasn't like there was any guards there. And, you know, you get to seeing stuff like that uh, growing up is, is really uh, is really neat in the fact that, you know, you can share things like, like I am I'm doing now with others that, that don't get that, that opportunity to, uh, to see the things that the normal public uh, does not get to see. The kind of life that, that most uh, never get to experience. And, you know, you'd think that, that moving around a lot would uh, would be kind of a bummer. And, uh, of course, now, hey, listen, 
it's got its downside. Don't get me wrong, but but all in all, uh, it's uh, just a ton of life experience with the whole with everything wrapped up. You know, whether together, whether you're moving or or, or, or experiencing these aircraft or military life or uh, you know in another country, different cultures was really neat. So anyway, I, I guess I veered off path there to say that going to, to work with him uh, offered uh, just really, uh, for a kid anyway, just on top of the world, funnest things to do uh, while we lived there was going to the beach. <laughs> on the backside of, uh, of Howard, there was a, a very small uh, army uh, post. It was uh, Fort Kobe. There really, when we lived there now, there just really wasn't nothing there. I mean, there might have been some uh, barracks, and uh, I'm not sure, uh, you know, what kind of, of army unit would have been stationed there. I do know that, uh, you know, at the time they had a jungle school there, which was kind of a, a special forces or jungle warfare. And you got to remember now, uh, during this time, the Vietnam War was going full blast. And, uh, you know, a lot of these guys would train uh, for jungle uh, there in Panama. But anyway, on this uh, very small army installation was the beach, Kobe Beach. And, uh, well, I mean, everybody right there, you know, went to that thing. And there's so many sharks, uh, or so they said anyway, around there that... The public swimming area had a big shark net around it. Now, the frame frame of this thing was made from uh, railroad uh, iron, railroad rails. And the net part of it was a a real heavy, um, you know, like a hog pin type wire, but but even heavier. There's no sharks we're going to bust through this, you know. But, of course, jellyfish and all the rest of that uh, little stuff like that could get through. But and every now and again, somebody would get stung by a jellyfish. But by and large, it was uh, really a nice place to go and uh, get sunburned and uh, get more sand in places you didn't want. <laughs> but anyway, you, you know, all these years later, uh, people, you know, now, oh, I want to go to the beach. I want a vacation at the beach. Well, for me, anyway, having lived there just on the beach like that for uh, those years, the, the beach really just doesn't appeal to me anymore. But while we were there, boy, we sure had some good times going swimming. Now, thank you guys for tuning in today, and we'll catch up with you again soon. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button.